Talking Reef Podcast, episode 63. Uh, it's been the first video I've done in a while, so the first thing i got to do is show off the new shirt and give a special thanks to John, DJGon69 from the forums. Made a great shirt. I'm sure a lot of you remember seeing the design in the forums. Uh, he posted the image there and was kind enough to make it into a shirt. Thanks very much. I appreciate it. Um, the next thing that I wanted to mention real quick before we get into the show, uh, if you have been following through in the forums, you'll also notice that I have been s finally starting the uh, Prodibile, or Prodibile, uh, Prodi system uh, using the various different uh, additives and stuff like that, something that I'm going to be trying out. Uh, so just to let everybody know that I have started that, uh, I received the products today. Uh, I did go through and carefully photograph a lot of the different stuff in the tank. Um, and various different corals and uh, full tank shots and stuff like that. So um, we got that started. I'm going to be starting a thread in the forums. Uh, it's going to be more, it's going to be a, a journal type thread, but it's going to be a little bit different style. It's going to be a closed thread. Uh, I will only be posting my updates in that. It will not be a conversational thread. Uh, we will carry on any conversations in the actual forum for that. Uh, but this is going to be a dedicated thread, just hopefully to help uh, so that when there's other people coming around looking for various information on it, they can kind of follow through that and uh, get other discussional comments, other, you know, in the forum itself. That and, and okay, so move the camera around a little bit. Uh, I realized that the lighting from where how I had it really sucked, so I figured we'd move it around and, and uh, as I finish up the little introduction part before we actually get started. Now for this week's video show, there's two main things that I'm going to be covering with you. Uh, I'm going to go through these rather quickly. They're not very in-depth. Uh, in fact, for a lot of people, they might be redundant or information that you might be beyond what you, or, you know, this might not be stuff that you're very interested in. But we're going to do this because I know there's been a lot of questions and a lot of people want more information on it. So, the two things that we're going to be covering, um, the first part is going to be on auto top-offs. So I'm going to show you two different types of auto top-offs, uh, different types of floats uh, or, or pressure sensors. Uh, basically, that's what I'm going to show you. The first one is using a float, a float switch to activate a pump, and the second one I'm going to show you is an actual pressure sensor that to, you know, that's used to activate a pump and thus you know, for your auto top-off. Uh, anyways, I'll get into that and I'll get all the details in a minute uh, once we get in there. Uh, the next thing is the overflow boxes. Uh, there's been a lot of questions uh, about people. I know overflow boxes are not everybody's most favorite thing. Most people say that you should never use them. Some people say they're okay. Personally, I've been using them for uh, over two years now and I've yet to have a single problem with either of them. Uh, I know I've talked about this in other shows. It's important to make sure you keep them cleaned out, uh, make sure that they're maintained just like everything else in your system. There's a certain amount of maintenance that goes along with everything. If you don't do that maintenance, you're going to have a problem uh, no matter what you're working with. So uh, those are the caveats with that, but uh, I'm going to show you uh, my overflow boxes, how they work. Uh, again, we're not going to go in huge depth in depth on it. You know, I don't, both of them that I'm going to show you are actually hooked up to my systems. And I'm not going to be able to go through and tear those off just, you know, to kind of give a better presentation of them. Uh, but I'm going to, you know, take you in there, show you the systems, uh, and kind of get, let you take a, get a good look at what they are. So, all that being said, let's uh, move on and get into the first part, which is the top-offs. So, 
Hold it. Okay, so we're in my fish room. Uh, I'm gonna take you through a little bit with the camera, show you my refugium, frag tank, a couple things, because I know there's a lot of people that are interested, so I'm just gonna kind of give you some, some video of that so you can see, and then uh, that'll work right into the auto top-off system, and I'll be able to show you how all that works. So uh, let me move the camera, and let's start taking a look. Okay, well, here's for starters, here's the refugium. Uh, well, my whole fish room. Kind of got to excuse the mess, you know. I'm kind of showing it to you how it is, you know. I'm in here all day long or whatever, doing lots of different stuff, so it's a mess, but that's okay. Um, here's the refugium. Um, I've got uh, the One Lights of America light. Uh, I have another one that's supposed to go over there, but the fixture actually burnt out. Uh, not the bulb, the actual fixture or ballast or whatever inside of it, so. Uh, that needs to be replaced, and I will be doing that shortly, but normally there's two of them over there. Um, there is actually uh, two heaters back there. Uh, it's just moving them around, so there's, they're actually both back there. You can't see the one right now. Um, my float switch right there. Uh, we'll be talking about that in a minute. Refugium. Macroalgae, little mangrove right back there. Uh, using egg crate for dividers. It uh, does a pretty good job keeping most of the macroalgae separated and keeping it away from the drain. The drain line is right there. Uh, that PVC pipe, this line here is actually a return from my UV sterilizer. That return line actually comes out the bottom down here. Swings back around, there's a little ball valve in there and goes back there to my pump which is a mag 24 which feeds up to the other systems but that's getting a little bit off topic so um, first thing I want to talk about here is the auto top-off system and the first component in that is actually this float switch back here now basically the way that it works is there's a little styrofoam float on here that moves up and down like that and I'm sure you can probably hear it what happens is there's a little tube. See the air coming through there when I turn it on? Well, that's what happens. Basically, what we got is you see there's a little wire coming up out of there. And that's actually connected into an electrical box. The electrical box is right here. So here's that same line, and it comes into this box. Now this is a more do-it-yourself type job. Um, I've got another one I'm going to show you that's a little bit more commercial, but they're, they're both the same idea. This box plugs through using this plug right into an electrical outlet. And what's plugged into here is the actual pump. Now my pump actually goes right into a old Instant Ocean salt container. In here, many of you may remember, it's just my Kelk, uh, and that's the pump in there. Now, the one thing that I, I learned is I had I had started off with a you know I wanted to kind of use a small pump when I was doing this because you know I don't need a lot of flow rate or anything like that. So what I had originally done is started off with a little tiny Rio, a little Rio 50 or something because they're cheap, you know, like six dollars or something. Um, but I was going through them pretty quick because they would burn up. They're not meant to turn on and off and, and stuff like that. So uh, I've upgraded it to a MaxiJet 400. Still relatively cheap. I mean, these ones are like $10, $12. Not a big deal, and it's lasted me a lot longer. 
Uh, so really that's that's all there is to an auto top off it, using this method. I know that on the forums recently we've been talking about a couple other different types um, but this is probably one of the simpler methods. Uh, that pump as I mentioned is connected right into the electrical box so when when the switch when that float goes down it's going to flip on the switch. That switch is going to give electricity to this box which is going to turn on this line, which is going to turn on the pump. That pump is going to turn on and pump water right up through this hose. That hose then comes right around here, up over top, and spills right there. Now, one of the important things about when you're doing this, you know, I've mentioned with kelp, is you want to add it into an area of high flow. Well, right here is the return line from one of my tanks. So the kelk is going to get shot right into that area. So that's a pretty good high flow area. It gets mixed up uh, with the refugium and it gets sent back up to the tank as it circles back around over here. Uh, so far it's been working fairly well for me. So that being said, let me pause for a minute and we're going to show you a different top off. Okay, so the next part I'm going to show you is a different style top off unit. Very similar concept. Uh, again, what we start off with is the electrical box. That's just got a standard plug plugged right into the wall, just like the one that I showed you. Same exact idea. The difference is, instead of using the float switch, what this one actually is is a pressure sensor. And it fills up with water in the bottom, it's hollow. And it can pick up the differences in pressure because it's going to use a hollow air tube. And basically, you've got a minimum point and a maximum point and once the pressure changes this air tube vinyl tube is actually going to connect right into the top here well whatever right into the top up there and when the water goes up here it's going to change the pressure inside this tube and it's going to kick this switch on or off depending on where it's at now these are a little bit more reliable this is one I just picked up uh, I haven't installed it yet, uh, but this is what I'm going to be putting in, and that one's actually going to go off into another tank that I'm still working on. I haven't got all the way set up yet, but I will be hanging on to that. Now, uh, one thing I didn't show you is actually ways to connect these. Uh, so let me get the camera off and I'll show you uh, something there, because I've got a little trick that I've used for that. Okay, so here we are again looking at that float switch. Now the one that I just showed you runs a similar concept uses suction cups, um, but the one thing you see is I'm not actually relying on the suction cups. We'll take a real close look, and what I have is the suction cups on there. Uh, you can see the float switch there, um, but with those I also have um, a nice little zip tie running through there. And what I did, uh, the nice thing about these Rubbermaid sumps is they're very easy to drill through, and they're still strong. So it's kind of a soft plastic, but it's still very rigid. So you can drill through and work with them really easily. So I kind of went through there, ran some zip ties through there together, and actually squeezed it pretty tight. So um, the suction cups are working, but you know the main point of the suction cups is, is for in this case is more of a spacer to keep this thing away from the side so that the float switch can move freely. Um, but this, those zip ties are actually holding it in place so I don't have to worry about failing suction cups or anything like that. 
Now some of the drawbacks to these float switches is um, if we have, let me grab one real quick. Oops, I lost it. Let me find one. There's one down here. Let's see. Yes, okay, so we've got Mr. Snail. Say hi, Mr. Snail. Okay, so Mr. Snail decides that he wants to crawl up the side and he wants to sit on this. Well, when he sits on this, you know, it's going to drop the thing down. And well, okay, so that's a bad example, but it was kind of fun to do. Anyways, um, what happens is snails and stuff like that will sit on those and the weight of the snail will actually pull that down and can cause it to turn on. So when you're working with the auto top-offs, it's important to remember that you need to leave, you know, your reservoir bucket needs to be a size small enough to where if by some chance the switch breaks, the snail, something like that, um, if, it, if the whole thing gets dumped into there for some strange reason, you're not going to destroy your entire system. Now that bucket's only 5 gallons. This sump here that I'm using is a 70 gallon sump. And I've got room for probably another good 10, 15 gallons, if not more, of water in here. So um, I can actually shut off all of my systems and drain my entire bucket in there. So let's say I had a complete failure, all my pumps shut off. Everything will drain in here. The water level is going to come up pretty high, but it will not overflow. So those are my auto top-offs. I know I'm kind of straying, uh, but there's, I know there's a lot of people that are kind of interested in, in what I've gotten. Maybe one of these days I'll get a little bit more detailed into that. Um, okay, so there's my frag tank. Temporary lighting. Got a couple 48-inch uh, power compact lights up here with my frags, but that's changing soon. I've got a little homemade hood that I've kind of put together. Trying some new ideas with it. It's working okay. I've got to get reflectors from the metal halide lights. Those will be coming soon. Um, so, oh, my skimmer. Got to get ready to turn that back on. Uh, anyways, let's move on to the next topic which is overflow boxes. So we're going to take a look behind here and what we have here is an overflow box. Now we kind of get the idea from the back. We've got the just the drain right out to the, drains right out the bottom. The U-tube over the top, I'm sure you remember me talking about those. Uh, this is a good side view. Um, I'm going to take you over to the other tank so we can get a better look at it. Okay, so now this is my other tank and the overflow box on here. Uh, there's the same thing, we're just looking at it from the other side. You know, we've got the drain on this side. So the first thing that uh, we want to mention here is there's two different halves. You've got the front half and the back half. And then you've got the U-tube, uh, which is this piece right here, that this is what actually carries water from one end to the other. Now the important thing about these is if we look, you'll see that there's a divider in there. Okay, now that's very important. So, what's gonna ha happen is water spills into the front. Uh, the night we got slotted here, so we got like surface skimming that's gonna happen. It's gonna spill into the box here. This is a siphon, so it's gonna carry it right over the top here, down into this side. And then it, that side fills up and spills over into this side, which has got a little you know, sponge filter just to keep the large stuff from going in there. Those do have to be replaced. Um, it's not something you leave in there permanently. Now, the catch when it comes to overflow boxes is handling power outages and pump failures and so forth. So actually what happens, uh, what I'll do is I'll turn off the, the main pump and you'll see exactly what happens. Okay, the main return line has been shut off. 
And what's happening here is you're seeing that the water is slowly stopping. It's not spilling over there and there so much. The siphon tube, the U-tube, is still completely full. And now what's going to happen is you're going to get to a certain point where we're gonna, you see there's a certain amount of water in there. Now, over in this second compartment, on your right-hand side now, that divider is keeping a certain level of water in this side. So that's keeping the water at a certain height. Now what that does is it allows this U-tube to maintain a proper siphon so that even when the power is out or the pump fails or turns off, we do not lose a siphon. So right now I have turned the pump off, simulating a power outage or a pump failure. This tube is going to maintain its siphon. As you can see, we're no longer spilling over, but we're maintaining that siphon. And that's pretty much the general idea of an overflow box. Now there are some other types where you can actually have little nipples drilled in here. Uh, some DIY things, we put a little valve in there and then it's hooked up to a type of uh, pump that kind of keeps it sucking air out of there so it doesn't break the siphon. Uh, these U-tubes need to be cleaned out as you can see. Mine's getting a little bit grimy. I'm actually about one week away from doing my cleaning. Uh, so you can see it's kind of pushing it a little bit on, on you know, pretty, being pretty nasty. Sorry for all the blue. The only My lights are mostly off, just the actinics are on. Um, but that's really the general idea of the overflow box. That overflow box just drains right out, goes right into my wall, and goes right into the other room. So that's the overflow box. Uh, we'll go ahead and turn it back on, and you'll see it pick right back up automatically. Okay, so here we go. The main line's back on. You can see we're starting to get some spillover. Starting to pick back up, and it's already coming back through, and you can see that it's already starting to run over that edge. We have not done anything but turn the pump back on, so that's that's how siphons are maintained. I know people are kind of curious about that. Uh, some other things about overflow boxes is um, they only operate, they have a max throughput. So let's say this one can move 900 gallons of water in an hour. That means that your return pump has to be 900 gallons or less. It is only going to overflow as much water as your pump is putting in as long as you don't exceed that maximum amount. So that's pretty much it. If I were to scale that pump back down, you'd see that it would basically just overflow slower. And that's really all there is to it. So let's finish this up and uh, end this show. So that's it for this episode. Um, again, make sure you check out the forums for to follow the Protobio system. Uh, again, special thanks to John for the shirt. R-O-D-I inside. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um, so, uh, again, that's it. Uh, head over to the forums. Check out the website, TalkingReef.com. If you have any questions, comments, or anything, uh, just let me know. And uh, maybe I can get some more information in here for you in the forums. Maybe do some more videos. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you very much. In here for you.